Welcome to the Engineers Podcast. My name is Aiden, and I'm a principal engineer with over 10 years of experience in mechanical engineering. And my goal is to guide you all the way from when you decide to either do an apprenticeship or go to university to becoming a professional engineer. So welcome to episode one, everyone, of the Engineers Podcast. I am super excited to be here, and thank you for joining us. It's going to be a great journey, I think, for this. So first off, this is the first episode, so I thought I would introduce myself, tell you who I am, what I do, and also why I started this podcast. I am a, a principal engineer, so you have... Different levels of engineering depending on the company you work for. You know, they could do it all different ways. But a good way to look at it is so when you're first starting on your uh, track to being an engineer, you'd be a junior engineer or an engineer one, and you'd then go on to being your standard entry level engineer or engineer two, and then your mid level engineer or engineer three. Now, once you start getting into the advanced, if you're going onto a technical track or a um, manager track, this is where things start to change. So you could either be uh, an engineer level four or an engineering manager, which is also a level four. Again, then you could be a senior engineer, which is level five, or your director of engineering, which is level five. And then you could be a principal engineer, which is your level six engineer. So those are your standard levels of engineers. Different companies will have maybe more or less, uh, but it, it can take a long time to get through these levels, depending on the company you work at and what you do. I got to principal in, in nine years. So it took me nine years to get from a junior engineer to a principal engineer. Others might do it slightly quicker, but usually it takes a lot longer because I know a lot of senior engineers who have been in the field for, you know, 20 years plus who haven't quite made the jump to a different level. That could have been because they didn't want to or they just did not feel that they were the level to go up. Um, and again, we'll get into what every engineer does at some point, but this is obviously the introduction episode, so we won't delve too far into that. What I wanted to tell you was about how I started, you know, why I decided to become an engineer, and then we'll go on to talk about other things depending on the episode, you know, because this is covering you through your career. So all the way from your level one, all the way up to your level six. So depending on what you want to achieve, you know, you can achieve whatever you want, uh, as an engineer, uh, if you work in a company or you decide to start your own business. So as the uh, I do more episodes, the next episode, I'm going to talk about you going to university, you know, you decided it or you're going to do an apprenticeship that might separate them depending how long it is. But on this one, I'm just going to tell you about a brief one about my career, where I've been, what I've done. So I started university in 2007. I started studying aeronautical engineering at the University of Brighton in the UK. And it took me, I think, 2007 to 2012 is when I did my degree. And I had a sandwich year in there. And a sandwich year is where you take a year out into industry. I know it's called different things in America and places, so I forgot what it's called there. But you take a year out to study, hopefully, your field in industry. Uh, so I did that. I did that at a seat aircraft uh, repair center for one year. So following that, after finishing university, I started as a junior aerospace design engineer doing 
2D CAD aircraft layouts, emergency equipment uh, layouts, uh, going to aircraft for installation guidance and, and a few other things. Interesting job, but very far behind at the time because it was using 2D AutoCAD in 2012. And nothing wrong with 2D AutoCAD, but it's old. And as an engineer, you'd like to progress with the time because while I was at university, this is a good example of how times change so quickly from the time you start to the time you finish. When I started university, the Dreamliner was a dream. It wasn't happening. It took it, it took years. It was supposed to come out when I was still in university and it never did. Now, the problem with that is you've got the composite engines that are on the 787 Dreamliner. I'm talking about this aircraft in particular, not the other new ones, because where you have composites, my university at the time didn't cover that course. What that means is, so every few years, the engineering body will go in, you know, be that the IET or IMECI or whatever, and look at a course and say, are they doing the right stuff? And at that time, we were doing the right stuff when we started. But you can't change a course midway through. So we missed out on composites. Now, the reason I'm telling the story is because when I finished university, my first interview was at a company called GKN Aerospace on the Isle of Wight. And to be fair, it was it was a nice company, nice place, and everything was going well, except for one question they had was, do you have any experience with composites? My answer was no, because my university didn't cover it. So I didn't get that job. I didn't get that job because my university fell behind the times and didn't do that. So it's important that, and we'll look at this later, that when you're picking something, you decide what you're going to do. Now... That being said, I then moved on to the other company um, in aerospace. But like I said, you know, they could have been using Katia. They could have really brought themselves up and used brand new software, you know, just develop themselves. But they didn't. They chose to stay in the dark ages using AutoCAD 2D Lite 2008, I think. It was old. Okay. So it wasn't even the full version, it was the LT version. So I. After that, because of that and all the red tape that is in aerospace, because you can't do anything as an engineer, you want to do things. Uh, but if you're working on aircraft like Boeing and Airbus, unless you're specifically working at Boeing or at Airbus, you can't do anything. What that means is that you then have to basically do what they want you to do and they dictate it to you. So as an engineer, that's a horrible place to be. At the end of the day, you are just drawing things and you're not doing any engineering. So then I moved on to a company that did automotive and vacuum components for Dyson vacuum cleaners. They made the motor magnets and they made fuel armatures for most of the fuel injectors in, in the world. Basically, they made 25 million parts a year. So they were mass manufacturing and I was a project engineer there. So completely different role. Um, went from aerospace to, you know, what is automotive. It was considered an automotive company because of all their quality documents. Super interesting. Um, and again, I will delve into everything, what you need to do to be one, to be a project engineer, and then so on. And then after that, I went on to work in the medical engineering field on high-power magnetrons. That was for cancer treatment. And I was a senior production engineer there. So on the production line, running everything, while as a project engineer is like a new product introduction, 
a production engineer looks after current product and makes sure that everything is working fine, everything is, you know, developing okay, and any new equipment is being tested, and you are bringing out new techniques to manufacture the same product. Following that, I am now where I am now, which is still in medical, but a different kind of medical. So where I was in cancer treatment, I'm now more in respiratory products. So like um, laryngoscopes, uh, video laryngoscopes, ET tubes that go uh, down into your lungs when you're being intubated to pump oxygen in and a whole lot of other stuff. Again, you, I change companies because some just don't grow with the times. Where I am now, they're using a 3D software that I like, okay, as the engineer, and that is on shape. I like that. They did have SolidWorks, which I also like. But again, something we'll talk about later. And even better is they have invested in 3D printing technology, but not the old kind with the filaments, okay? The new kind with resin. And it has just changed the game of a lot of things and how you know, I as an engineer think and how I develop stuff. So I'm a, um, you know, when I joined them, I started as a principal design engineer, but that very quickly changed in a few months to more of a principal design and prototyping engineer, because now you've got the design aspect of it and the prototyping aspect of it all in one. And where I am now with all that new technology and doing everything else, that's where I want to be. And that's where you know, a lot of engineers want to be is with updating to the times because you never want to get stuck behind um, at any point. That's where I am now. I am enjoying the job I'm in right now. It is it's interesting. It's good to have, you know, the latest kit available to you to do what you want as an engineer. So that is me in a nutshell. And that's where I am today. It's important just to keep trying to develop yourself, you know, professionally. And when a lot of people say professional engineers, you know, they kind of mean like you've got status to your name. So at the moment, I'm looking into getting chartered status. So you've got all of them as well that I'll talk about later and if they're important or not. So I do hope you enjoyed this introduction um, to the show. And I think on next week's episode, I will discuss going to, you know, you're deciding to go to university or you've decided to go to university or you've decided to do an apprenticeship. I might cover both. We'll see how much time I get in there and we'll go from there. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch, you know, be it by email or LinkedIn. I'll leave a description to everything in the in the links below. And, you know, if you did like the show, please do subscribe to it and just give me your feedback. I would really appreciate that. And until the next episode, I hope you have a great day and during this journey to you becoming the best engineer you can be.